Hello, folks, and another edition of the Modern Agile Show. I'm here with Carl Scotland, Hi, and we've Josh. known each other for many years now. Um, very involved in the Lean community. Um, we are. It's the day after Lean Agile US here in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and uh, we thought it'd be great to just sit down and chat. It's been a long time. Yeah, good to see you again. It has been a long time. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, thanks. Thanks for coming across the pond. That's all right. Always, always good to come over when I can. Yeah, so, um, you know, you are um, very, very important to Modern Agile because um, when I first wrote a blog about it several years back, um, the very first blog I'd ever written on Modern Agile, you wrote a comment. Mm -hmm. And what did you say in that comment? Um, so the timing, it was good timing. So I, I've been spending a lot of time thinking about um, strategy, how, how we... I kind of talk about deploying agility strategically. So, um, you mean not as a cargo cult? Exactly right. So, <laughs> so you know, I spend my early days of my career, you know, coming in thinking I'm the agile expert. I've done all this, you know, I've done my scrum training and and all you know my other training. So I I, I can come in and I can solve problems. Um, and the the realization and um, I think that's kind of what what got me into the Kanban lean and Kanban community in the first place was. Oh, there's some other ways of doing this. I can I can start experimenting. I can start figuring things out for myself. Mm. Um, but but at the same time, we're not um, we're not reinventing the wheel. Right. So so there's still some good history and some good practice and some good experience that we want to draw on. Mm. So how do we how do we balance those two things um, and and strategy and kind of deploying what we're doing strategically. Um, seemed like a good a good way of doing that. So and certainly, I'm kind of tying it back to the organisational strategy. So again, I've seen and been involved with agile implementations, transformations where there's lots of agility going on. Um, organisation isn't getting any benefit because because the teams are you know doing the wrong stuff or mm. um, teams are doing good stuff, but it's not aligned with the rest of the organisation. Yeah. So yeah. It kind of ties in with that whole whole theme of business agility or enterprise agility. Mm -hmm. um, to me, it's it's strategic. Um, mm -hmm. So that's so. So I was kind of getting into that at right about the time you, you wrote your blog post, and it seemed to me that the way you were describing modern agile was describing it as a set of strategies. Um, and I yes. think around about that time, I'd gone back and revisited the manifesto and thought, well, actually, what if those kind of what we call the value statements in the manifesto were actually strategy statements? Yes. Then that opens up for me a whole whole kind of set of new possibilities around how do we implement those strategies yes um and and it feels like a, you know a lot of the time we get um bogged down by the tactics you know mm -hmm. the practices and the methods and we forget what the original strategies were right um, right yes going back to the strategies we could invent new tactics we can invent new ways of doing that it's because they're generative so those yeah. those i call them principles now um mm -hmm. instead of strategies but it's really the same thing i mean i i don't see much difference there um yeah calling those four modern agile phrases strategies is works for works for me yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's just that we kind of want you to be doing all four if you can, in the ideal setting. Right, because because um, they're, they're, they're synergistic and they you know they work well together. That's right. Um, you but what you did was so in my blog I had pointed out like uh, these four principles, but then I, there were also about twelve uh, practices, which you know mm -hmm. uh, at the time I thought, well, this is kind of good, really good stuff here. But over time I realized that there were two things that happened. One was your comment pointed out that the four principles were kind of a nice upgrade for the manifesto's value statements. We value this over that. Uh, the leftovers, as Woody Azul calls them, that we value the left stuff over the right stuff. Yeah. 
And you were talking about that, I think, as a kind of way to look at a strategy, as, as a way of a, like you said, it's strategy, but it's it's potentially more valuable than what the left overs say. Yeah. So so for me, strategies are uh, a good strategy is is about choice. So, so strategy is a choice yes. because we're choosing to go in one direction rather than another direction. But it's also, it helps us make choices. Mm. So we decide what we're actually going to do because it aligns with the strategy. Yes. Um, and that's why I think actually you can go back to the, the, the original manifesto. It's that left over right is saying we choose these things over that. So they are about choices. Yes. Um, yes. Or we value these things over that. We, yeah. we don't necessarily say don't do the things on the right. Right, but we value the things on the left more. Yeah, if we're deciding what to do, we're probably going to go with things that that mm-hmm. are more left-sided. Yeah, and you're exactly right because when we come to work every day in a modern agile context, we're trying to make safety a prerequisite, mm-hmm. no matter what we're doing. And again, modern agile is not just for software development; yeah. it, it, it impacts our decision making. So you're 100 mm-hmm. percent right um, to call them strategies. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, the your comment was very influential, and I thank you for that. It, it really got me to think. That the essence of modern agile was really those four statements, uh, strategies, mm-hmm. principles, whatever you want to call them, and that's what it became a little while after. Where I just got rid of all the practices that I put in mm-hmm. place and realized that this needs to be mo- a very generative. Um, I'm not going to say framework. It's not a framework. It's really just four things, yeah. but it's meant to help you think and generate implementations. Right. So, so the other way I think about strategies is enabling constraints. So, so they are constraining what you're going to do because yes. you, you're, you're going to choose not to do things because they don't conform to the strategy. Correct. But they're not governing you. They're not telling you what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of a, a complexity language thing about enabling constraints versus, versus governing constraints. I love but, that. Um, it, yeah. it enables us to make choices and enables us to, you know, you, you've been talking about curiosity. So, you know, we, it enables us to be curious about what things we can, might do yes. to, to meet the strategy rather than, you know, the governing constraint just tells you what to do and says, don't do anything else. Right. So um, both of us have been around this, this lean, agile space for a long time. Are we both agreeing that, like, being generative, being um, thinking, well, you said strategic agile? thinking about what you're doing and how does it map to the organization and how does it map to a good process that's helpful in furthering the outcomes you want Mm -hmm. that that's where we are yeah right yeah i i I want an organization to be able to figure out to be able to solve its own problems so you know it's it's rather than me coming in with with a solution and saying try the solution i can come in and and maybe suggest some some set of options but ultimately i want the organization and the people to be able to kind of make their own decisions and get into running experiments and trying things out, understanding what's working, what's not working, mm-hmm. um, amplify the stuff that is working, dampen the stuff that's not working, and yeah. eventually they, they figure out their own process. How is that working for you commercially? Um, it's it's picking up, actually. So mm-hmm. it's um, it, it's slow because a lot of the time people, you know, you get the call and the call is, can you help us do safe or do scrum or do Kanban? Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I, I think my general attitude to a lot of that is if, if you've already made that decision, yes, I can come and help you. Um, I'm not going to say no, but but I'm going to do that and let's figure out how what, what Scrum means in your context right. um, or what SAFE means in your context. Um, so I'll, mm-hmm. I'll try and help you. But actually, increasingly, I'm, I'm thinking I'm just getting organizations phoning up and saying, can you just help us? Um, we, we think we need to be more agile. Um, can you help us be more agile? Uh, but, so that's but, nice. But, yeah, but there's no, cons- you know, coming back to constraints again, there's no kind of, 
premeditated decision yet about what that means and what that's going to look like. Mm-hmm. And and often it's it's organisations and whether this kind of is a kind of a crossing chasm or you know a kind of an organisation maturity thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's because they recognise that the out of the box solutions aren't going to work. Right. Um, so they're actually looking for people who are you know pragmatic and pragmatism has a mm-hmm. you know has a bad bad reputation because some people say pragmatic means you know doing the things that are hard mm-hmm. to me it's it's figuring out what's going to work in in your context yeah i, I um, still think of it as a good word yeah yeah to me it's <clears throat> pragmatic it means let's be sensible out mm-hmm. figuring these things out but yeah um but what i kind of kind of generally clear to people is is i'm not going to come in and give you a solution yes and and help you implement that solution i'm going right. to come in and help you explore mm-hmm. um, and be curious about yeah. about what might work and what might not work. Yes, yeah, so do you sometimes uh, turn your customers onto ideas via storytelling or, or you know videos or something like, hey, back with this other client, we used to do this thing, it was really helpful. Is that- yeah, so I think there's, there's, um, there's, you know, you can inspire people and kind of get people thinking. Yes. Um, I... So a lot of the time people want case studies. Can you tell us where you've done this before? Mm. Um, I get nervous about that because case studies sometimes turn into, you know, we want something we can copy. Yeah. Like what's worked before so that we can copy it. The Spotify um, model is one yeah, of those copied models around. And, um, well, under what conditions does it actually make sense? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Spotify is, I think, an, an interesting example in that, you know, Spotify never intended that to happen. They mm-hmm. were very clear that yeah. this is what we're doing now. This is a snapshot in time. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's just become this uh, the, the new thing to do. I usually... Um, <laughs> You've got to have a tribe and a chapter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, nothing wrong with those ideas, but but if you just copy them outright and don't understand why they need to be yeah. in place, and, and it's, it's almost a simple uh, a, a a sign or a, a you know you kind of organisations and you hear some of that language, and it's a kind of sometimes a bit of a warning. What? Uh, but but I kind of generally ask you, you know, what what do you mean by tribe? You know, what kind of, yeah, what kind yeah. of chapter? And sometimes they picked up the language and they are trying to copy it, and sometimes they. Picked up the language in and are doing their own thing, and and that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's okay. I've, you know, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, um, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But the, um, I, I I like to use the phrase um, "Don't be a tabby cat trying to be a cheetah," which is which is um, <laughs> which is a phrase I picked up from the running community because oh. they talk about you know um, as as amateur enthusiastic runners like me, um, it it's not going to do me any good to look at. An, an elite athlete like Mo Farah mm-hmm. and say I want to run like Mo Farah so I'm just going to copy his training routine could you move a little bit yeah, to sure, over sure. Your, your, kind of your, your head's falling out of the frame here I'd rather my head fall out of the frame than yours um, but um, yes uh, so that's wonderful yeah be like a cheetah mm-hmm. yeah so so yeah they're, they're kind of so the cheat no. well <laughs> it's, it's it's in the same way that Mo Farah is an, is, is an elite athlete because because of not just his training plan, but his DNA and his his, mm-hmm. you know, his history, and his, uh, there's no point in me looking at a, a, a cheetah-like organization like Spotify mm-hmm. or Netflix or, or Apple or Amazon or those, and kind of and just copy what they're doing, right? Because it's more than just the practices, right? It's, cool. the, it's the thinking and the, the people and the mindsets and all that kind of stuff. Yes, yes, um, yes. That's not to say we can't learn stuff from them, but mm-hmm. we shouldn't copy them. So, if you were to start with a brand, an organization that hadn't touched Agile, let's say. They're still living completely in the waterfall age. Mm-hmm. However, they're doing plenty of work that is uh, dwelling in the, the cone of uncertainty, you know, mm-hmm. where we don't really know what we're building and if it's going to be good or not. How would you approach them? If they were interested in becoming more effective as an organization, 
you know, where would you start? Uh, so I usually start by asking them about what their what their aspirations are. So actually, what do they want to achieve as an organisation? Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 probably digging into some of the economics of the organisation, so the economic model. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's usually to do with you know money somewhere that they they want to make a certain amount of money or a number mm-hmm. of customers or transactions. But getting down to you know what 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 does it mean for this business to be successful? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you know maybe by the end of the year. Yeah. And then we can start talking about, well, why, what is it that's going to stop us doing that? Right. Um, so you're going so straight to potential bottlenecks or, or things yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah, potentially. I mean, and, and this is where we, we kind of get into some kind of real, this is the real strategy stuff. So mm-hmm. so I, I usually build on um, Richard Rummelt's strategy kernel model. So he says a good strategy has Richard a, who? Sorry? Uh, Rummelt. So Rummelt. Richard Rummelt has a book called Good Strategy, Bad Strategy, which, ah. is, which I highly recommend. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says you should have a diagnosis, some guarding policies, and coherent action. Mm. So, so having figured out what are our aspirations as an organisation, what's the diagnosis of the current situation, which means we can't achieve those aspirations. I see. And then we can start getting into strategy, which is mm-hmm. the guiding policies. So, what what sort of things should we focus on? And that's usually what are the critical challenges that we need to address, or what are the mm-hmm. core core key opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what what should we do? So Does this get into, because here's what I, I observe. A lot of us fancy consultants come along with models and, you know, uh, frameworks and, and various approaches. And we forget that we're dealing with just everyday flesh and blood humans mm-hmm. who are potentially scared at work from their boss uh, or deadlines and things like that. They're just l- dwelling in fear or they're uh, unhappy because mm-hmm. of whatever situation occurred at work. Or There's a lot of just, you know people issues yeah. that, that have like if people were actually happy and cared for then change yeah. could happen yeah so a lot of time it's particularly when it's you know, from, a, from an agile perspective imposed agile somebody's mm-hmm. come in and decided we're going agile and, and people don't agree with it or understand it or, or start fearing for their you know their jobs and mm-hmm. their careers because um, they don't really understand what the what the intended outcome is right so the first thing actually is, is and this mm. is why I start with with understanding the organizational aspirations and challenges is mm-hmm. um, what's the common shared outcome that we all want to achieve right and if we can get everybody agreed on a shared outcome mm-hmm. then we can start working on what do we need to change and what do we need to do mm-hmm. to achieve that outcome yeah so again focus starting with the outcome rather mm-hmm. than starting with the solution yep and um, so it's again back to uh, this phrase a lot of us now are, are echoing which is outcome over outputs yeah you know, instead of like this mad focus on bring Agile in so we can increase our output, you know, more stories done per sprint or whatever, yeah. um, go away from that yeah. and go towards this outcome mm-hmm. orientation. Yeah, but that outcome orientation can be can be people centric. Yes. So what outcomes do the individuals on the teams want to get out of this mm. in terms of their, their job happiness, their job security, their job, their career progression? Yes. Um, yes. You know, what what does it mean for them? personally to be successful mm-hmm. um, and if people then that kind of starts getting it um, getting away from some of the fear of fear of change and resistance yes. to change yes um, and it shows that you care about them you care mm-hmm. about their career you care about them in terms of where they want to go with 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 things and, and all that and, and hopefully find alignment between their ambitions yeah. and what the organization needs yeah and and it, it opens up the, um, the the journey or the the possibilities for them to figure out what do they do to meet their outcomes? Right. As opposed to somebody else and just telling them what to do mm-hmm. with no thought for any, any outcomes at all, really. Yes. And then I think some, some organizations get into this whole self-organizing teams where 
you get to choose what team you want to be on based upon is it a good match for your skills mm-hmm. and your interests and all that. Um, that's, yeah. that's fascinating. So, that, I mean, that's a, so self-organizing teams is, I, I see a lot of self-organizing teams where you're giving teams a lot of autonomy, but people, again, people don't know what the outcome they're trying to achieve is, right. so right. you kind of end up with chaos, whereas um, aligning the autonomy with, with the intent of the change and the mm-hmm. intent of the organization, people mm-hmm. can now make more intentional, directional decisions on about what, what yeah. they should be doing. Yeah, treat them like adults. And, mm-hmm. and adults, by the way, kind of get involved in finances. Yeah. Adults aren't like, hey, you guys are the money people. I'll just build something cool. Um, no, no. You have yeah. to be fully aware of what is the ROI on this thing? What's the budget for it? What, right. are we, what are we willing to spend in order to get a good return, in order to do some great, make our, make our customers awesome, make, make each other awesome? How do you do that if you don't have a, a, some association with, with money, right. with finance? Yeah. yeah, most organizations, if you, you talk to people and ask them, why are we working on this? How does this help the business? Um, they, they can't talk about that in terms of, you know, this is, this, we're building these features or this product um, because we think it's going to help us get this number of customers. And, mm-hmm. and we, as an organization, we think we need so many new customers or right. new types of customers or we're going into a new market with this, which, which we think will get us this number of customers. Mm-hmm. Versus, the, of course, the story of the, the man at NASA who was a janitor sweeping up the right. floors. They asked him, what, what, what's your role here? And he said, I'm helping send a man to the moon. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's alignment. Yeah, getting people I don't know if that's aligned. hypocritical, but uh, yeah, I don't it's, know. A, it's a wonderful it's story, a good story. Yeah. About, about alignment. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So um, what other things are you exploring with uh, these days? What, what modern um, concepts and, and ideas? Um, so, so my favorite, the, the model I use is, um, or the t- technique I'm kind of using, talking a lot about, is, is called the X-Matrix. Mm. So, it, so it, it's it's a, an A3 format, so kind of single piece of paper. A3, okay. Um, and it, you know, like most A3s, it's it's a way of getting people to, to talk and collaborate and visualize nice and concisely some of the elements, and it it brings in some of these things we've talked about. So, um, what are the aspirations of the organisation? Mm-hmm. What are the strategies? Mm-hmm. What are the tactics? And I also I also talk about what what evidence will we look for? Mm-hmm. So ah, um, it's very much like a chartering almost. Yes, yeah, it's kind of chartering, yeah. but but it's almost kind of at the at the highest level, as high as you can of so, the or, of the org itself. of the organisation, so that we Beautiful. can we can start visualising and understanding what do we want to achieve, what do we need to focus on to get there, what are we actually going to do, how and how do we know whether things are working? Mm-hmm. So this is all it's 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 all kind of hypothesis driven. Yeah. So yeah. Even your strategy is a hypothesis. It's what you think is the right thing to focus on. Correct. So you need to be thinking about what evidence will we look for so you can start testing that hypothesis. Mm-hmm. And then eventually change it if it's not really uh, yeah. uh, delivering. Uh, yeah. And that helps people make decisions about their tactics mm-hmm. because you then decide we think we think it's worth trying this practice because it's going to move the needle and, and, and positively impact this type of evidence. Mm-hmm. Um, so Very yeah, cool. that's that's kind of what I'm yeah. what I'm working with and playing around with with organisations and using that to drive change and I love tie it. all the change work back to strategy and, and helping organisations meet their aspirations. That's very cool. You've gone all the way back to the root of the problem, which is the organisation needs to be super clear what they're going after, no matter right. what method they use. If they aren't clear on what they're trying to achieve, what outcome? Yeah. They're just they're we, kind of uh, it's kind of dangerous, right? If we just jump in and jump to conclusions on what solutions are without considering the problem. Yeah, and, and why we want to solve that problem. I'd say almost you're making um, safety a prerequisite for, for organizational change mm-hmm. by going straight to the top and figuring out why are we here, what are we doing this for? 
Yeah. What the heck are we trying to accomplish out there in the world? Yeah. And without without that, it yeah. is actually not safe because you right. can just build a bunch of stuff, have a bunch of teams fire up every day. We come to work, we do stuff, but mm. what are we achieving? What, yeah. are we, what are we going for? Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Well, thank you, Carl, for stopping by here in this this office. We've found at <laughs> uh, Ultimate Software today and. Uh, in Florida, and um, I look forward to seeing you many more times in the future. Yeah, thanks for talking to me. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, good to see you again. Good to see you. Yeah, yeah. See, see, see more of each other. And you look great from all the running, so uh, <laughs> fantastic for you. I, uh, I love thank it. Thank you. Yeah, I enjoyed oh. running. <laughs> okay, take care, everyone. Thanks.